Brooklyn's Radio. Loving arts and entertainment. Buddy Holly and the Cricketers, and I'm pleased to say joining me on the line, Simon Fielder. Good evening, Simon. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Great stuff. Yeah, no, no, good. Thank you. Very good indeed. Good, good. Glad to have you on. And you've got this touring production, uh, Buddy Holly and the Cricketers, doing the rounds, and it's heading our way very shortly. Uh, so, I, I normally say what it's all about, but I'm assuming it's all about Buddy Holly. <laughs> Well, certainly that's the central strand, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a show we've uh, had out on the road for a terrifyingly long time, 27 years. I wow. started it with a group of um, fellow actor musicians, and we were, some of us were in the West End show Buddy, and we got an opportunity to do a show up at the Theatre Royal in Lincoln, and it went extremely well, and we thought, ooh, you know, this, this might, quite, might work, sort of uh, taking it further. And at that time, there was nothing kind of like this out there they, you had sort of shows like Pump Boys and Dinettes and we'd had Leonard and then Buddies you had actor musician shows but it tended mm. to be theatre shows week long things they certainly weren't one nighter type stuff and the idea the sort of tribute thing which this, this is not um, was, was something that had not started up yet and it, it began I think with people uh, from Australia really you know Bjorn again and that lot where they, they started tribute shows because no one would ever tour over there <laughs> <laughs> they thought, well, so we'll make up our own then. <laughs> so they had their own shows out there. But we, you know, we, we, so we sort of did this show, which was um, designed to be, if Buddy were alive today, to in the country, what sort of show would he do? Mm-hmm. And so we looked at um, the way Buddy had performed and the kind of things that were written about him and stuff. And he obviously was, um, he really, really um, enjoyed um, being in front of an audience and was. They were all quite wild on stage, and they were young guys who enjoyed being funny. And um, the original tour, the 1958 tour over here, was fronted by Des O'Connor, who was known as the comedian with the modern style. And um, what happened was that uh, Buddy apparently, he gave Buddy a joke to tell, uh, and he did it, and, and he wrote to his mum and said he got a bigger laugh from the comedians, so maybe they go into comedy. So uh, we kind of made sure the show had... A lot of comedy in, in it, so it, it's it's about sort of playing the stuff authentically, getting the audience up on the feet, reminding them perhaps what some of them were like in 1958 and uh, when they jived around, and 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 also making them laugh and have a good time out. You know, it's it's a party. You know, that's the the idea of the show. So was uh, was Buddy Holly uh, a big influence before you were uh, associated with the show of Buddy, or, or did yeah, it sort when, of rise from that? I think any guitarist. Um, it, well, anywhere, but certainly in this mm. country, I think Buddy's kind of essential listening because it's uh, it's a way of playing the whole song on the guitar. He, he'd played, um, recorded quite a lot of stuff in his New York apartment, and a lot of those songs were then released through the sixties with um, other backings to them. But the song is is there self contained because with a, a guitar and the way he played, it's percussive. So you, mm. you have the, the, if you like, the drums and the bass sort of on there already. So it kind of works on its own. And I think that what I learned by playing Buddy songs is if the song works on its own with, with you and a guitar, then it's probably going to work once you add other instruments mm. onto it. So, yeah, I listened to Buddy when I was younger. I, I copied his songs and his style of guitar playing. And, and certainly I then found out a lot more. Once, I, once you get into any of these shows, you do a huge amount of research and you become a bit of a sort of nerd, <laughs> a bit of an anorak on these things. And you, you then discover all the stuff they did and, and the stuff you just didn't know, which is a, a joyous sort of revelation, you know, when, it, when, it, when you find it. Mm. I mean, I, I love 
the the show of Buddy, and I, it was mm. it was pretty much the first of those kind of shows, wasn't it? That sort of told the story of of the life yeah, and had I the mean, music in, interspersed. Well, actually, Len, Lennon was um, a sort of years before, but but very much it was um, in that mould and was a very that was quite a new concept to have that sort of thing. Of, you know, and it, it it did. It was. I mean, I remember when we first did Lennon, which I say was the first thing I did. We people used to actually ask us whether we were playing our instruments you mm. know, because, or whether it was recorded, um, which was, uh, we just didn't even think that they'd think that. But yeah. yeah, it was, I think people love, it's so exciting, isn't it, to see mm. a show like that. We've got a story played out and you've got the music played by people on stage in a lively, you know, way. It, it's it really, it's a very infectious show and the music obviously is, is, is wonderful and still fresh today absolutely i have to say i have many a time had an argument about had buddy holly not died in the plane crash how would he have been bigger than elvis yeah. I, I think he might have been i i think well the thing is he's very popular over here and i think partly because he actually did tour here where elvis mm. didn't but also he was um you know i found out recently that he'd actually thought of moving, I think he and Maria Elena were thinking of moving to England and, because he reckoned that's where the music scene would be in the 60s. Hmm. But I think there's no doubt that he would have gone on to do so much more. If you think that between sort of September 57 and, and February 59, you know, that's when the creative period was there where he was actually recording stuff. And that's it. And, and if you think of the number of songs he wrote in that time, just think what he'd have gone on to achieve. Absolutely. And yes, he was, you know, he was a, a pioneering songwriter because people like Elvis didn't write their own songs. So I think there's no doubt he'd have uh, eventually become... Big. I mean, he, he he looked up to Elvis. Everyone wanted to be Elvis at that time, and I think it was John Lennon who famously said before, Elvis was nothing. And, you know, Buddy wanted to be like Elvis, and he covered some of his songs. But that's the thing about when you develop as any kind of artist, you copy people, and then you develop your own style. And I think you're absolutely right. He'd have gone to be even bigger. Mm. I agree. Something which you'll never know, and I'll give you some sure you'll carry on, <laughs> carry on having. I'm absolutely sure. So you said it's sort of a sort of concerty style show uh, yeah. on the whole. Do you do you sort of deal with you know when he died? Do you do you have that sort of moment? No, or? It's, it's not about. I mean, I think that the, the show has always been. I mean, initially we used to religiously kind of refuse to do actually release our buddy's name so we actually had it as he's so, so somehow come forward in time i think i had this sort of chronosynclastic infundibulum as a kind of like a an explanation of how he, he sort of transported himself um forward in time to to, to nowadays here hmm. but the idea was that you don't want that getting in the way of people's enjoyment of the evening mm-hmm. it really is for people I and mean, when we did the uh 60th anniversary of buddy's actual tour over here where we played some of the same venues on the same night we had some of the same audience in, which was lovely. There was an, uh, a lovely fellow, Barry Steele. No, no, not Barry Steele. Barry, uh, I, I won't remember his name now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Barry Sharp, that's it, okay. from Liverpool, who was celebrating his 21st birthday um, on the night that Buddy played at the Liverpool Philharmonic. And he was working there, and he got an opportunity to go back and see Buddy. And he then, Buddy, he played Buddy's guitar, and Buddy said he's really good, and Patch just started his own band. And he did, and supported the Beatles. So this... This sprightly 81-year-old came along to play up in Liverpool. And it was lovely to see how Buddy had kind of connected with people. You know, obviously some people famously in our country have, um, like the Beatles and the Stones and Brian May and people like that, will cite Buddy as, um, you know, Albert Lee, as a major influence on their guitar playing. But also just 
ordinary folk who saw him, who got to meet him, you know, it made a huge impact on them. And so, um, yeah, that's that's the sort of the way we do the show is like that. And it's a lovely celebration of it. And I, I think there's no point in going through, you know, the, the Buddy show does the whole story. And that's, that's lovely for what that does. But ours is simply uh, an idea of what if he were still touring today. Mm, fantastic. And so you're coming to Epsom a week on Friday? Yes, indeed. Uh, the 4th yeah. of October uh, to the fabulous Playhouse there. Well, yes, Wild Wild Playhouse crowd. Up there, <laughs> Epsom, you know, the Wild Circus, the Rock and Roll Cattle of Surrey, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, obviously you can get tickets from the uh, Playhouse website. Uh, just pop over to that epsonplayhouse.co.uk, uh, and then I think you're in Redhill in yeah, early. Yeah, on the sixth of sixth um, of November, so they can obviously vie for that, that particular title if they if they want to. And <laughs> if they can knock Epsom off that top spot by Absolutely. coming down in their rock and roll gear and um, bopping the night away in a crazed fashion, that's what we like to see. So fancy, fancy dresses encouraged and all of that stuff? Oh, and, I mean, and... yes. I mean, I don't, I mean, the thing is that there are some people who hate that idea, <laughs> <laughs> want to sink into the dark and enjoy the music. And the great thing is that sort of it, it's for everyone. You know, if you want mm. to just sort of uh, sit in your seat and, and tap along with your hands, then great. If you want to get up and dance, then get up and dance. Um, we'd like people coming on and having a good time or whatever way you want to have a good time in, in the theatre. And it's lovely to have the Red Hill uh, Harlequin back in the... It was always a really good show, and we haven't played it now for about ooh, 10 or 15 years, I think. And so it's lovely to be back there. So it'd be really nice to get some of the folk used to come on down to us all those years ago and um, come and enjoy an evening with us again. Absolutely. I think we're going to be heading down to Red Hill as well to come and see you uh, when you hit that. Now, do you have a particular favourite Buddy song, or are they all it fairly It changes equal? all the time. I kind of, um, I don't know, have you got something uh, got something there to play? Like, I could uh, chime in with. I've got a I'm few saying. options, but it depends which one you say as to whether <laughs> I'm going to be ready. Pressure, I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is a recording the boys have done, that's their new CD, which is, mm. I, I, I actually only hear on radio interviews. <laughs> I haven't actually heard the whole thing yet. So everyone, I sort of each time some another DJ plays it, I go, "Oh, that's quite nice. They've done done a good job." Um, so I mean, I love things like "Take Us to Got Married," uh, with, uh, obviously Ray Bond and "Oh Boy," and you know, play something loud and uh, and that people want to come down and uh, rock and roll to. Absolutely. So coming down, you can uh, presumably you'll be able to get the CD as well. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, they should have finished that by now. I think so. It should be ready to be uh, be bought on the night. And I think, in any case, our uh, tour manager Nick is uh, very entrepreneurial. I think it has it available online if uh, if and when you want to buy it. If it hasn't been uh, completed yet, but I'm pretty sure it'll be at the show. There you go, fabulous. So yeah, Buddy Holly and the Quicksters, Epsom Playhouse, the fourth of October. Simon, thank you. Uh, he thanks for coming on. No, my pleasure. Thanks and a lot. All thanks. the best with the with the rest of the tour. Thanks a lot. See you then. See ya. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving arts and entertainment.